Oh, hello there, all my inspired friends, and welcome back to another episode of the Inspired Incompetence Podcast. Matt here off the top, just to give you a few quick reminders before we delve into the episode. Just a quick reminder, we are in the midst of our art contest for this year. You have until June 18th to submit any artwork you would like that is related to the podcast. Any and all submissions are welcome, and at the end, we will post all of our submissions to the website, as well as deciding our winner. On top of that, again, we have our new Patreon tiers up and running. Uh, I know Alex gave you guys a nice rundown of the new tiers a few weeks ago, but the big news that I'm still trying to push here is that all of our patrons of the $5 and up tier are going to get access to a brand spanking new campaign GM'd by yours truly. That means you're finally going to get a chance to hear what Alex is like as a player. He's a nightmare. But on top of that, the end of book one is fast approaching for our Tyrant's Grass playthrough. That's right. We are almost one-sixth of the way through this AP, and this just seems like it's flying by. I know we're having a blast playing it. We hope you guys are enjoying listening to it. Something that we're going to be trying a little differently this time around that we didn't do in Skull and Shackles is at the end of each book, we are going to do a retrospective episode, kind of looking back on the events of the book, kind of looking at some character growth, character deaths, maybe, hopefully not, we'll see, and answering any questions that we might have at the end of the book. Most of those are going to be aimed towards Alex, you know, like what kind of stuff did we miss? How tough was that monster really? Like, should we have actually fought that or should we have run away? Stuff like that. But if there's any questions that you, the fan, would like answered, feel free to send those to us at our official email address at inspiredincompetence at gmail.com. And we will choose all of those questions and we'll shout out whoever decides to ask them when we do our retrospective episode. But yeah. Without further ado here, I'd like to welcome you all in to episode number 20, Who Are We to Smoke Some Reef? The Inspired Incompetence Podcast, an artificial intelligence network powered entirely by pickles with wires in them. How's everybody doing? Does it connect to uh, Al Gore's internet, which is just a series of tubes and trucks? We're working on that patch. Uh, so here we are in Salakara's scriptorium in room E11. Uh, you guys just came from what looked like some sort of lounge room that had a couple werewoods, each of which had six arms, or at least two arms, each having three forearms. And uh, here you are in another lounge. And you see some more werewoods that are each missing their forearms. So quite mysterious, uh, quite mysterious elements going on here. I don't know if you guys can connect the dots if you're that good or not. But uh, yeah, these guys don't seem happy to see you. Uh, in fact, they they were sitting at their table and they they stand up uh, quite eager, uh, quite eagerly to uh, throw down with no and, arms. Yeah. <laughs> They're confident. They're like, I'm handicapped. I'm ready to kick ass. Are you guys okay with beating up a bunch of handicapped people? Well, I'm fine. I mean, they're not actually Damn. people, so yeah. But that's fine. I was going to make that say that too, Matt. <laughs> Matt, that's horrible. The first one we found, they are considered like people, aren't they? Oh, the the werewoods, yeah. Yeah. Remember you were saying they're like one of the only constructs that are like are considered to have like class levels, like a dwarf or an elf or human. Yeah, they're way. They too are enabled. people, actually. I think Matt's joke was because they're handicapped, they're not real people. No, my joke uh, was because they're constructs, <laughs> they're not real people. Yeah, see, oh. I was on the same. Level. Okay, I'm I'm just horrible. <laughs> Never <damn> mind. It, <laughs> yeah, just you. <laughs> um. Yeah. So I'm gonna need initiative rolls from everybody. Okay, Uhtred. Uhtred got a twenty-two on a natural twenty. Wow. Vipera. Seven. Elias. Mighty four. And Rogar. Also a seven. And my modifier is lower than the dexterous Vipera. Got it. Okay, so the werewoods are going to, uh, they don't seem to do anything. Maybe they're delaying, maybe they're holding. You're not sure. But it is Uhtred's turn. Hmm. Not doing anything? But 
when we first came in, they were like, they really were giving off the vibes of like, we want to fight. You know, they were like knocking their nubs together. As if, yeah. Like, now they're kind of like, their open hand. they're kind of doing the missing a forearm equivalent of like waving you towards them. Like, come on, come at me, come bro. get it. Okay. Yeah. Can I make a perception check to see if there's like, maybe it's a detect magic check. Like, is there like a trap or a spell that's like going to go off if I run straight at them? You can make a sense motive check or a perception check. Uh, 12. You see no obvious trap or other pitfall that you might walk into. <sighs> Man, I was really sad you said that. I'm going to charge at the blue one. Okay. Pow. And, uh, I'll try and be a little fancy this time as I'm like running. I'll lower my scimitar. And when I get like within the five foot next five foot area next to him, I'll do like an uppercut motion. So from like below to up. Okay. Leave like a little gouge in the floor right before you bring your sword up. Nice. I leave a little gash in the floor. Yeah. Of course. An 11. Eleven's <laughs> not going to hit. The, These guys flat the floor threw you up. No. No, they already had their turn. They didn't. They're like delaying. They didn't do anything, but they had their turn. Yeah. Uh, actually, it's a thirteen because I forgot to add the plus two for the charge. Oh, okay. Uh, thirteen is still gonna miss. One of the uh, so Uhtred charges at this werewood and misses, and then one of the doors on the eastern wall opens, and you see another werewood come out of it, and he uh, closes in to flank Uhtred with the wherewith that Uhtred just charged at. And then the the one who Uhtred missed is going to go for some slams. Alright, I can't do that All right, anymore. Alright, so I got a natural one for uh, this guy's attack roll. Damn right you did. Uhtred hasn't fucking rolled at all well on his attack rolls, but I think there's been more natural ones against him than anyone. And uh, that's a, con- a confirmation with a natural two. That'll, that'll so give do me it. a uh, crit card. He's using a. He's basically making a slam attack with his arm stub. So the natural crit is called Bleeding Fist. Okay. He takes 1d6 points of bleed. Well, that's not going to happen because he's a construct. So he misses. That's lame. Yeah. <laughs> Super lame. And uh, it's now Vipira's turn. Vipira runs in. I'm going to beat you with your own damn arms and just <clears throat> starts wailing at them. Okay. Not with their arms. <laughs> with her arms. I'm going to beat you with my own damn arms. <laughs> All right, give it to me. Ten to hit does not No, do it, it doesn't. <laughs> and Okay. And uh, after Vipira goes, another construct appears out of another room. Fucking knew it. Oh my and God. he's going to... Look at this fucking centipede. He's going to move oh. uh, to Vipira's <laughs> right, and the oh, red yeah. werewood over here is going to... Provokes. No, it doesn't. <laughs> it's not okay, he, Tom. The, he, the orange He left does. this square into no, this doesn't. square. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. How dare he move, you know, in a, in a way that won't provoke. Uh, so red's going to close in and uh, make an attack on Vipira. 22 to hit 24 to hit flank oh that hits okay you're gonna take eight points of damage oh jeez actually pretty brutal all right and it is now rogar's turn uh no rogar is going to take a five foot step to his right to get out from behind thalias he is going to uh gather power as the air starts swirling around him and that air just kind of like swirls around, gathers in his hand, and he shoots it out at the red one with a pushing infusion to try and break that flank. Okay. I like it. That is a 16 to hit. A 16 hits. Yeah. Let's go. So that is 18 damage, and I get to make a CMB. 18 damage. Are you fucking kidding me? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's a 9 versus a CMD. Well, it's easy to push uh, a pile of rubble as you uh, obliterate that werewood. Oh, all right. Oh, all right. And uh, now it's Thelias' turn. All right, let's run in and save all our friends with my mighty shovel. Keep that shovel. Vipira flank going. 
Yeah. Is there a way to actually do that? You could probably get over into this doorway to flank Vipera with the where with the werewood. Can I get it? I look like uh, that was not a valid square. Uh, it is, but you don't have enough movement to get there as a single move action. Okay. Well, you um, can still you can still charge for a plus two. Yeah, I'll charge. All right. And just shovel time. Shovel time. Okay, here we go. Oh come on! Oh, that's good. <laughs> Nineteen. Nineteen will hit. Eight damage. All right. Clobber him pretty good, but he's still standing. Mm. And now it is Uhtred's turn. All right, Uhtred's gonna turn around and attack the green one that he's flanking with Vipira. Okay. God damn it! it was so close to being good. Uh, fourteen to hit. Fourteen's not gonna do it. Right, uh, blue and green are gonna take their uh, attacks out on Utrid. It's a 17 to hit. Does not hit. And a 25 to hit. You sure about that? I'm pretty sure. Yeah, that one hits. You take 11 points of damage. I guess I didn't realize how low Utrid's health is. is that, Uh-oh. After, after that, he's rocking a five. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, oh my god. The orange werewood is gonna. Take a five-foot step, so he's got the flank on Vipira again, and uh, he's going to make a slammy. That's a 15 to hit. Does not hit. Okay. And then we're back to Vipira. Um, well, she wants to get rid of this green. Uh, let's get rid of the uh, flank on both me and Utrid, so that's what she's going to focus on. Yeah, green is flanking okay. both of you and is flanked, which is, this is a weird configuration. Yeah. Does a 21 hit? 23. Yes, it does. Oh, 23. Oh, yeah. 23 also hits. 16 damage. Okay. You get him pretty good, but he's still standing. Uh, next claw, 11. He's still standing? 11's not going to hit. Yeah, he's still standing. <laughs> oh, no. Rogyar. Okay. Uh... The one-hit wonder. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Rugger is going to, I guess, uh, take another five-foot step to get back in the uh, back in the doorway where he started with, and he will take a shot at the orange one that is pestering Vipera and Thalias. Ooh, that's a 24 to hit. That'll hit. And that is a nice 13 damage. And a 13 damage will finish him off. Yeah. Thalias. While we're uh, finishing dudes off, I'll join in on the fun. Five foot step up, full attack on our green werewood friend. Finish him off. He's so close. <laughs> Got him right to the edge. <laughs> oh no! Uh, I don't know if I, I don't know if I can do it. Uh, eleven. Eleven is a no. That will not hit. Come on, too much teeth. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and that brings us back to Utrid. Well, I gotta go after green, but I probably will roll like between a nine and a thirteen for my attack. <laughs> How am I gonna describe it? So dejected. Uh, that'll be a, a thirteen to attack. thirteen's oh, not gonna do it. Giving back to the fucking Manny for at least knowing my limitations. Uhtred, you want a five foot <laughs> step out of that flank? No, don't. <laughs> <laughs> Okie dokie. Put me down. First up is blue. Hey! I do all five right. foot step out of the flank. <laughs> alright, alright. We'll <laughs> see about that. Blue's gonna try to keep that flank going. He's gonna uh, acrobatics. Uh, so that is a 14 Uhtred versus no your CMD. There's no way. Where's my CMD? It's, it's gotta be higher than that. It starts at 10. Uh, yep, it's a 17. Get get scimitar. So you will provoke yes! you will provoke an attack of opportunity from you. Yes! With a 19 on the die for a crit range. Okay. Then I rolled uh, a natural one me. to confirm. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well you hit. What'd yep. you get for damage? Seven. Okay. Well you hit him, but you didn't take him down. If you stand still in front of Utrid, he can't <laughs> hit you to save his life. You start trying to tumble past him and he can't fucking miss you. 
All right. First up is blue. That's a 19 to hit. Does not hit. Uh, 24 to hit. You rolled a 24 again. No, that hits. <laughs> What's truly astounding that you guys can't see uh, is just how high I need to roll to hit you guys. And it's just been miraculously landing with really good d20 rolls over and over again. Oh, Uchard is about to go unconscious. Unless he min-rolls. Come on, min-roll. That's nine points of damage. Oh, that's not a min-roll. Oh my god. And Uchard is out cold and dies. That's another thing that I've been rolling really good on is my damage rolls. All right, up next is Vipira. Vipira takes a... This is going to be super stupid, but uh, she's going to take a five-foot step uh, to her left. Uh, not quite being flanked, but uh, definitely sets him up in position so that way I can... <laughs> but flirting uh, with it already. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm going to attack uh, green first. Nine to hit. Nine doesn't hit. All right. And then a natural 20 or 26 to hit. Uh, yeah, that hits. Uh, what'd you get to confirm and then the crit? A 10 to confirm. 10 will not confirm. Uh, so which one of these guys are you swinging at right now? Green. Okay. All right, so how much damage do you deal to green? Uh, seven. Okay. Green is done. Green is destroyed. Thalias. Oh, wait. Is it Rogar's turn? Me? Yeah, sorry. Rogar, you're up. All right. Um, just in case, uh, yeah. Rogar is going to gather power again and pushing infusion on the last remaining werewood, the blue one. Okay. Oh, and that is a natural one for a seven. Uh-oh. And then it was a 15 to confirm. 15 is going to confirm the fumble. What? Shit. What do we call my ranged blast? Like, are these ranged attacks or are they magic? I'd call them ranged. Okay. Well... Because the air blast is a spell-like ability, right? It is a spell-like ability. All right, then we're calling it a magic fumble. All right. Yeah, this is called Monster Rift. Uh-oh. My spell is converted to a summon monster spell of the same level. The monster attacks me. <laughs> For a second, I thought Seriously, that was Matt? Seriously? <laughs> we're about to wrap up this combat? Rogar's just like... Well, this wasn't hard enough. <laughs> oh my god. Alright. Uh, air blasts are considered a spell level equal to half your level, right? Yep, so it's a first level. Summon monster one. Holy shit. What a fun fumble. <laughs> well. Yeah, you would think that. Uh, so Rogyar reaches forward with his hand like you've seen him do countless times and there's just this weird uh crackle in the air and an air blast does come out of his hand halfway to the werewood the air blast starts contorting and it takes on the shape of an eagle and it uh it dips its wings and it does a 180 and it turns around and attacks rogiar ah what the hell that's never happened before which is never gonna believe this story <laughs> All right, and uh, yeah, so you're this air eagle turns around and attacks Rogiar. Since it specifically says summon monster, we're going to give it the same duration. And as your third level, this will this eagle will persist for three rounds. Uh, so it's going to go Talon Talon. That's a uh, twelve to hit. Uh, twelve does not hit. And then a six to hit. Also does not hit. And a bite. That's a ten to hit. Does not hit. Okay, what a fun turn this was for everybody. <laughs> uh, now we're back to Utrid. Go ahead and give me a constitution check to stabilize, buddy. Well, now you're skipping Joe. <laughs> yeah, let's not count that constitution check. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't my turn, doesn't count. Yeah, I'll, I'll take that. Uh, okay, Thank you for your it's... mercy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so now it is Thelias' turn. There is still one werewood left, but all of a sudden, one of Rogyar's air blasts went rogue and is currently attacking him. What uh, do you I'm do? Gonna let, yeah, I'm going to let him deal with that, and I'm going to put down <laughs> this uh, stupid werewood, and then 
pick Uhtred off the floor, and then hopefully by then, the Eagles dealt with itself. Okay. Incoming shovel. Oh, 21. 21 will hit. Eight damage, and I will describe my kill. Uh, with two hands, I reach over my head, shovel blade at the, uh, like by my butt, and then I two-hand, boom, bring it down on his skull like a, like a whack-a-mole. You bring it down on the weirwood, and he buckles under the, the force of your shovel, and then he straightens back up, not yet dead. Oh, man. <laughs> you know, you let me say the, all the words. I thought this time I actually, I thought this time was the time. You will wait for my permission. <laughs> uh, speaking of permission, uh, Uhtred, go ahead and give me a constitution check to stabilize. Yes. 11. The DC is 10 plus the number of hit points you are negative. Which was 4. So I dropped another hit point. That is correct. That's okay. I got a million of these. There are like 9 left. <laughs> Alright, Werewood's turn. He's gonna. He's committing to Vipira. Oh my god. That's a 23 to hit? Yeah, wow, what the fuck? I'll tell you what, Three damage. you do your... How much? Three. Oh my god. <laughs> you cut out, I thought you said ten, I was like, I'm at zero. <laughs> nope, uh, yeah, this this slam uh, hit for significantly less than uh, you've come to expect. It's as if uh, these werewolves were using sneak attack or something. And it is now Vipira's turn. All right. She's going to tag tag. Double claw it. All right. 21 to hit. 21 will hit. Nine damage. All right. And you finish off Thelias's kill. <laughs> Would you like to describe <laughs> it? <laughs> uh, yeah. So I, uh, uh, seeing Thelias uh, hit it once, uh, Vipira like gets very competitive and she just bashes it the other way so like it just uh gets its head spun one way and then she just comes back at it with uh the other way using its own momentum against it go three stooges on it (laughs) i will allow that that is badass now five foot step and get your double kill oh that's true you can claw five foot step and claw and there is still one out oh okay uh Five foot step, uh, and she'll claw uh, 16 to hit. Oh, you're not flanking. Oh, 14 to hit. 14 will hit. All right. Am I not flanking with you? I don't have a melee weapon out. So oh. I don't threaten in melee. Uh, got it. Seven damage. Double kill. <laughs> <laughs> All right. It is now Thelias' turn. Thelias! Oh, sorry. Thelias! Yeah, go ahead. No. Start healing. I, uh, in the heat of battle, I, I forget what, uh, what I actually do here, so I start <laughs> healing under, under the command, and I guess lay on hands? It feels bad. I feel like, I feel like I need more powerful healing, but, all right, here we go. Lay on hands. Nice. Four. I'm at negative okay. one. Here comes the second one. Oh, I am at on. one. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> <coughs> 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 Utrid, I thought you were a goner. Oh, what? Those damn werewoods. What happened? Why am I on the ground? I point to the werewood pieces that are strewn about the about the room. They attacked, and well, you took most of it. And I look over at Vipira, who's also super bloody, and I get out the wand, and I say, uh, "Let's get you both healed up." And I'm going to start casting heals from the wand. I don't know what else to do unless uh, someone's going to stop me. I'm going to cast one heal on each of you. I'm not going to stop you. In no. fact, Uhtred's going to uh, <laughs> kind of like use his scimitar to brace so he can kind of like stand up and then kind of stumble backwards into this chair. Just like, oh. Um, and while this is all going on, like Rogyar is again kind of like just kind of staring at his hand and like, kind of like staring at the the now empty space in front of him and kind of like waving his hand in front of him like was did that actually happen was that did i what what was that yeah how aware is rogar that he caused that and maybe it wasn't just some weird illusion thing going on in this place yeah well it's definitely got him thinking i'll tell you that 
God damn oh, it. come on. <laughs> I min-rolled both of my heels. And the also, wand is only 1d8 plus 1. So that was 2. A total oh, of 4 with both of those. Nice. It should yeah. set 3. I'm really sorry, guys. I have... I mean, the wand still has some charges. Alex, I think it's at 6 after this. No. that Those were the last two charges of that wand. What? I thought it had at least I 4 thought it left. Was at, oh, it I had, thought it was at 8 last we talked. No. It had 4... And Thalias used two charges last session. Those were the last two charges of that wand. I thought we had some left, but okay. Well, Uchi. if it turns out if it turns out I'm wrong, then we can just yeah. After we we're dead, it'll be all right. <laughs> Uchu's kind of like still in the chair because uh, Thalias. I thought you said there were seals coming. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Elias is sort of beside himself that, you know, this is his job to heal everyone and he's doing such a horrible job and that his friends are always, you know, getting destroyed. In addition to him. He's I actually mean, he done a feel... really good job of healing. Yeah, but like, like this the whole place is so brutal. Like that that fight in general was super rough. That was way rougher than it was supposed to be. Man, like, if wow. I had a level for every time I've heard that in book one, I'd have at least four <laughs> more levels. I mean, we could check these rooms to see if there might be any spare things in there. Yeah. What are the odds? We've searched so many rooms. I got, like, blood on my hands, like, holding them up like a surgeon who, you know. (laughs) Who lost another patient. (laughs) Yeah. Vipira's going to start opening up doors, at least uh, with, um... Rogyar. Yeah, uh, so yeah, Rogyar will help out there. Uchir will detect magic, but he's not getting out of this chair. <laughs> What's the lies doing? Cleaning up and then helping everyone look for literally anything to help us. Also, where's the next room in here? I see there's all this is more doors that we haven't opened. There's so many of them. There's like nine doors over here. Yeah, my guess is these are these are going to be more like single bedrooms. And this hallway is where we have to go, yeah. I'm definitely not leaving this room until, you know, as much Band-Aid and, uh, you know, sort of conferencing, you know, we're okay, you know. If we don't find anything in this room to help us, then we got to keep going. So eventually I'll open a door, but... We can also uh, potentially uh, go to the back to the front door and see if she has any, like, healing abilities... Hey, uh, sorry to bother you, but <laughs> yeah. we're all in pieces. If we're dead, you don't get what you want. Yeah, exactly. We're kind of That's holding not a it like bad idea. Yeah. When you put it that way. Well, does detect magic go off at all in this room? Okay, so Vipira and Rogyar are opening these doors, and Utrid is detecting magic. Correct. Yep. So similar to the uh, the other room that you were in with the. Six armed werewoods. The multitudinous doors in this room also appear to be private chambers of sorts, except these chambers appear even more cramped than the others. Are they even more empty? Well, yeah, they are. Not, there are no creatures in them. And healing wands. How many healing wands did we get? Uh, these were the less uh, important grunts, hence yeah, why they got to lose they... their arms to the other ones. Yes. There are beds... The beds in these rooms have been disassembled and tucked out of the way. Um, Uhtred would know from his knowledge roll that werewoods as constructs do not need to sleep. Perhaps one of the reasons why Salaghara hired them on as her staff. You're not really finding anything useful in these rooms. Uhtred, you are detecting a magical aura coming from a shelf, a high shelf on the south side of the room. Elias, come here. I run over. What is it? There's something magical down in the southern part of the room, uh, by the shelf. I hustle over and identify this magical something. It's a high shelf. You reach up and you find a a metal lockbox. It's not locked, but oh. it could be. It's a lockbox! I shake it. <laughs> it explodes. <laughs> and then I, I shake it and then I run back over excitedly. To show Uhtred. Oh, it must be inside the lockbox. 
I uh, I present it to Uhtred. Also, in case it's trapped, it'll trigger on him and not me. <laughs> <laughs> makes sense. Makes sense. That's that's using your noggin. Oh, hold, hold on. Let me sit up. Oh, all right. Let me focus on this roller spellcraft. Oh. With a 19 on the dice for a 29. Uh, you find several bags of tobacco. This lockbox has uh, some magical shag in it. Oh, that's good, I think. Depends on the type of shag. <laughs> so this is a, uh, a magic item that I uh, created for a previous campaign that we did, and I'm pouring it over to this one as well. Uh, basically, magic shag is magical tobacco. Uh, it requires 10 minutes of uninterrupted time that you need to smoke it while not doing anything too strenuous. And it's otherwise like a potion that takes 10 minutes to activate. The activation, the activating effect activates at half the caster level that the item actually is. That's the other thing. So you find uh, three doses of Cure Light Wounds. Nice. All right. You find... We might as well have found gold. Two doses of Spider Climb. And you find two doses of lesser restoration. Ooh. For the shag, is there something to smoke it with? Like papers? Is there a pipe? You got a hot knife it on the grill over there. <laughs> yeah, you would find some rolling papers in the box. Okay. Um, Uhtred's going to reach in and say, Oh, I think, yes. Oh, it's the good shag. Perfect. And he'll one-handedly start rolling up a, a nice magic shag cigarette. Shaylin blesses us. And I assist you in rolling one for what I assume will be uh, Vipira toking on this. And I would like to lay claim to some of that uh, spider climb shag. Oh. Uh, wait, is it spider climb shag or a potion? boy. It's, it's all shag. Right? It was all shag, all right? All shag. Yeah. Oh, it's all shag. Nice. So yeah, I will take that half hour of spider climb. Nothing like getting the ranged guy up on the ceiling. Yeah, that is potentially awesome. I mean, I've seen right. what you've done without it. And so with it. Who Boys, knows? let's have a quick little smoke break. Get our high powers going. <laughs> so Vipira heals five. There yeah. we go. And Vipira's going to ask if she can have the lesser restoration one because she is down two con damage, which... Yeah, uh, that would help will... your health a lot. Yep. And while she's doing that, I think Uhtred should probably take that last... Shag of Cure Light Wounds, because there were three, right? There were three doses of Cure Light Wounds, yes. Yeah. I won't say no. And then while they're, while they're doing that, Rogar will spider climb himself up here. How much does Lesser Restoration do? 1d4. 1d4. To one ability score. To one ability score. All right. Well, I'm like kind of functional again. I have 14 out of 26. Good roll, Vipira. Yeah. Wish I needed that much, but... I'm glad you didn't need that much. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Max rolled that lesser restoration, so her con is back to full. She's not. She's not exactly uh, up there, but she's uh, she's definitely feeling a little bit better. So I guess now we should probably leave this cloudy room behind and head down this hallway. So now hold uh, on. So you guys sat through ten minutes, activated cure light wound shag, and then you rolled up for another ten minutes. Yeah, we're a bunch yes. of stoners. So, just as you're receiving the benefits of uh, the second Cure Light Wound Shag and the Lesser Restoration Shag, you hear a voice. And the voice says, You cost Mrs. Pedipalp her scriveners. You will pay for their lives with yours. And everybody give me perception checks. All right, so Rogier got a 19. Uh, Vipera got a 26. Fly's got a 20, but it doesn't seem so nice after Vipera's 26. Because <laughs> mine was natural and hers wasn't. You are all aware of a creature running out of the kitchen where you came from uh, before you got into this room. And a boar charges Vipera. Well... Hold on, before I get to that. Um, Uhtred, what is your hmm? initiative? Uh, 14. Vipira. 11. Rogar. 
12. Elias. Six. I know I mentioned something about a boar, but let's uh, focus on something else for a second. You guys hear uh, the sounds of something moving around in the kitchen uh, from where you came, and you're like all like tensing up for something to attack you from there. And uh, before that happens, though, the door to the east of the kitchen that would lead you directly into the uh, the other lounge room with the six-armed werewoods uh, bursts open, and through that door squeezes a crocodile. Uh, a what? <laughs> oh, fuck. A crocodile. Uh, I'm already hating and this combat. Up next is Utrid. I'm looking to run away if we can. Yes, run deeper uh. into the dungeon. <laughs> uh, Utrid will pull out the scroll of burning gaze. And he'll start to like have it open wide. He'll start reading it out loud in celestial. And then as he reads it out loud, his eyes start to glow like red. And he'll uh, he'll try and catch this alligator on fire with his gaze. Okay, so the crocodile's gonna make a fortitude save. He got a 14. The DC is 10, plus the spell level, plus the whatever modifier the lowest uh, ability score possible to cast the spell gets you. So as a second level spell... Oh, really? Yeah, so as a second level spell, you need an intelligence of 12 to cast it. So that's a plus one. So that'd be a 13 is the save DC for the scroll. Uh, 14. So he passed. He passed, yes. But you can try again on your next turn. Surely I will. Uh, and Utrid, go ahead and give me a will save. Do I get my clarity bonuses? Clarity point bonuses? Yes, you do get a bonus on this will save from your clarity points. What do you do? Uh, with the bonus, it's a total of six. Okay. And we're moving on. Rogyar. Okay. Um, mm, interesting question here. How tall are the ceilings in this room? Nine feet. It specifically says. Wait, did you say nine it feet? specifically says nine, nine feet. N i n e nine feet. Okay, so I need to jump five feet to grab the ceiling. I guess. Yeah, I'm gonna. <laughs> I'm gonna jump up to try and you know be on the ceiling, with my nice spider climb. Oh, okay. So yeah, that's a natural twenty for a twenty-seven. Okay. You are concussed. So I. Th- <laughs> yeah, I was like, I'm pretty sure a 25 lets me jump like five feet straight up normally. So that's, yeah, 10 feet. So yeah, Rogyar is now uh, hanging from the ceiling and then he is going to take a blast shot at this crocodile. And uh, just a heads up, because I think you said uh, something about a half hour duration on this. Uh, since you're having the caster level, it is a 20 minute duration instead of 40. Oh, okay. I can work with that. That is an 18 to hit on the crocodile. 18 will hit. And that is 15 bludgeony damage. You destroy the crocodile and oh. give me a will save. Oh, that is a 20 or 21 if it's an illusion. In interacting with this crocodile, uh, you recognize that it is illusory. Not that it doesn't exist, but that it is actually uh, created from a shadow conjuration spell. It is only semi-real. Oh. And just then, out of the kitchen comes charging a boar. And it charges. The door? You guys left the door open. Nobody said they closed it. Um, I'm pretty sure somebody said they closed it. Yeah, <laughs> I, don't, I don't remember that. All right. I mean, charge away. Yeah, I will. They're charging all the way to Thalias, obviously, giving me an attack of opportunity. <laughs> it's a 19 to hit. Yeah, it doesn't hit. Get out of here. Stop trying to kill me. <laughs> Stop trying to kill me. <laughs> uh, okay, uh, now it's Vipira's turn. Vipira's going to travel into this square. Uh, I-, I assume this is flanking. Yeah, that's flanking. I think that movement's going to provoke, though. Yep. Okay. Yeah, 10's not going to hit. All right. Here we go. 
Vipira is going to claw claw. One claw. All right. One claw. And does an 18 hit. Yes. Uh, 11 damage. Okay. You destroy the boar. Give me a will save. Uh, so 11. Okay. That doesn't pass. Okay. But the danger seems to be over. What do you guys I, do? Uh, Thank I God. give the boar a kick. I think it's time we get on from this room. I think you might be right, Rogar says from the ceiling. <laughs> Rogar, get down from there. No. Or, yeah, maybe not. <laughs> Stay up there. The only other way to out is uh, through this hallway, right? Yes. Okay. Well, let's see what's down the hallway. All right. Viper, Elias, wouldn't mind taking the front? Yeah, Thalia should probably oh, go first. Yes. He's he's the nice, healthy boy right now. Yeah, so Vipira would travel right behind Thalia's, though. I'm, I'm, yep, I'm, I'm fine with that. I'm not fighting Vipira to be any closer to dying. Yep. <laughs> Rogar will travel, like, above Uhtred in the back. Well, that's a long-ass hallway. Oof. Indeed. Uh, can I make a perception check as we go down the hallway for traps? Sure. It'll be a 16. You're not spotting any traps. How about detect magic for any illusions? You're not picking up any illusion or you're not picking up any magical auras either. You're clean this time, Mr. DM. <laughs> so far as you can tell. Alright? You guys walk down the hall. Indeed. Carefully. And you uh you enter a We peek into a You peek into a medium sized room. And you see a monstrous contraption of wooden beams and steel plates occupying the east side of this noticeably chilly room. Narrow shelves hold containers of ink, sheets of paper, and boxes with small metal cubes, each cube bearing a single letter. A hall leads out of this room to the north that you came from, and a door opens to the west. I do the Navy Seal hand in the air. It's a giant printing press or something. Also, it's freezing in here. What is this? Yeah, like as you're going down the hall, you like the you're, the temperature drop is noticeable. And Thalias, as you're peeking your head into the room, like you can almost see your breath. Um, okay. I'm glad Rogier kept his cold weather gear on. Yeah. <laughs> I charge in with my shovel ready to attack this thing. And I, yeah, just in case. Yo, Viper is so gung-ho with this. Like, she's just like, yo, let's just destroy this room she's right behind you on it alright so you guys all enter the room give me a perception check uh 15 for Rogiar. 13 for Uhtred uh 21 uh so every, everybody's kind of looking at this uh this big old contraption yeah it looks like a giant printing press everyone's kind of looking around uh looking at this thing like th- this is kind of a like a newer technology for this setting and probably most of you wouldn't be like immediately familiar with what it's for so it'd be like this this big honking <laughs> machinery like you're just like what the fuck is this thing this big angry mechanical beast yeah Good uh, thing i charged it <laughs> viperia you're looking uh like everyone's kind of looking this thing over viperia you see that um the letters in this printing press are kind of like very subtly rearranging themselves as you watch. They seem to be spelling something. Uh, come closer. Make a will save. 18. You read out the letters reforming. Reach yourself, come closer. And you're suddenly struck with this urge to place your hand over the platen, but you fight off the urge. Oh. <laughs> I immediately turn to the rest of the group. I just got hit with this urge to move forward towards it. If you read the letters, don't read it out loud, just in your head. I have a feeling that's the thing that sets it off. Should we just destroy the thing? Uh, yeah, the lion's shovel is what ready. Is it even? Let's destroy this thing. I detect magic. Do I detect any magic coming from it? You are detecting the presence of a magical aura, but it seems to be coming from underneath the printing press. 
I look under the printing. Richard looks under the printing press. You look under the printing press and you see what looks like a long sliver of ice. And it's typing is magical. Yes. How interesting. Can I roll a spellcraft on it? Sure. <laughs> Natural one. No idea. I'm hot tonight. Not a fucking clue. Now, does it does it look like an icicle hanging down from it? it like it's just like it looks hanging off of the. Pr- it looks like it just like rolled underneath it, like it was a like a pool stick. All right, I guess we should pick it up then. All right. It is cold to the touch, but it does not. Uh, it does not dealing cold damage or huh. anything to you. How weird. It is possible. This could be. It is possible that this thing is the source of the, the cold, that you're feeling. So Uhtred, you uh, you straighten up after picking this thing up, and you're looking at it right in front of the printing press, and you also see some like movement going on with the letters, and they seem to be spelling something. Keeper of the lies. <gasps> I get a will save. Yes. Then that's a nine. You're compelled to reach out and place your hand on the plate. And... God damn it. All right. I, I reach out my non-sword hand. Everybody here play Mario 64? Yeah. yeah. Go to like the like the booze mansion level. and uh, Vaguely. You go into that piano room and you get a little too close to the piano and it just grows this giant mouth and it starts fucking chomping at Mario like crazy. Jesus. Yeah. Where are you going? <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying the uh, printing press uh, deals seven points of damage to Uhtred's hand as it what? slams down on him and he takes three points of dexterity damage. Oh, shit. Alright, that's a paddling. Thalys is ready to fight this thing. Where's its head? And Where's its after parts? after it slams down on Utra's hand, uh, it opens again and is still. All right. Yep. Rogar's done. Fight. He's gonna start blasting at this thing from Let's the fight from it. the ceiling. Just he's destroying this thing. Unless it's you gonna fight Street back. Fighter, Street Fighter with the cars. <laughs> yeah, that's what's going on right now. Bonus round. Shovel Hadouken. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, uh, I mean, you guys lay into this thing with air blasts and shovels, and you uh, mess it up pretty bad. While I'm beating the crap out of this thing, I'm trying to think of what our mission here is again. (laughs) Like, there's so much trauma on my day-to-day life. It's hard for me to keep track of exactly what I'm even doing here besides fighting a, you know, printing press. (laughs) Salakara told you that if you, uh, yeah, if you uh, remove Mrs. Petapalp, her former assistant from the scriptorium so Salakara can regain right but we haven't seen her yet and we're just sort of dungeon crawling looking for her yeah we're, we're doing this dungeon stupid. clear every single room yeah well like we're fairly sure she's you know up in the tower we're just trying to find out how to get to the tower which okay so far has here. meant clear every room <laughs> Now, let's talk about what else is in the room, though, as far as uh, valuables. After you guys are finished uh, beating the ever-living fuck out of this printing press. I start packing a bowl for um, Uhtred, the... Uh, uh, the, the other lesser restoration. The lesser sharing. restoration. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Okay. We do have a scroll of it, so uh, like, I'm not super concerned about using this. So we still have one more left. Yeah, but it's a matter of do we want to spend another 10 minutes right now to do it, or do we want to... Uh, I mean, we're about to, like, search this room. I mean, Uhtred can definitely smoke and walk, but given that he has seven hit points and just took three dexterity damage, he would like to have maybe not negatives in his dexterity. That's fair. And I'll warn but you he won't. he also you, won't push If it. you need to stop... If you, if you start smoking and, like, Something else happens where, like, you're, you need to do a physical activity, such as, like, a combat, uh, and you're interrupted from getting 10 continuous minutes of smoking, uh, it's wasted. So, here's what else is in the room. You find several vials of ink and uh, several stacks of fancy paper, uh, 100 sheets of paper in total. 
You recognize these inks as the inks you would use to scribe scrolls. So, so what do you guys um, think? So is, I think we should probably we should not probably use... fight someone if we're all jacked up. I mean, we're every room we go to, we get worse off. When we finally get to the lady we're supposed to dispose of, what happens then? Mm-hmm. Ah, we finally made it. Yeah, you gotta stop. Uh, no, I kill you. Oh, right. See, my concern is if we stop and rest, we're just gonna get attacked by something before we get the eight hours. Again, we could always like walk back out the front door and then yeah, rest I outside. Hate- Personally, I like that idea the least because I feel like it just means we did all this. And by the, we're going to walk out, leave for eight hours and come back and they're not going to like rebuild their forces, re-fortify. It's just going to be all this ground we got is still there for us. I didn't hate the idea of sleeping in one of those rooms too, but you're saying just keep going no matter what it's going to take to to get this job done? Well, I'm saying that I'm pretty sure if we stop and rest in a room, we're definitely getting attacked before the eight hours are up. Mm-hmm. That seems likely. So, yeah. I mean, I'm not trying to get everyone killed right now, but also we're at sort of an impasse here. Do you want to take a vote? Can I uh, ask everyone what their hit points are? I'm at mostly full health. I'm missing only a few hit points. So, like, I could go on, but also I have no healing Except for that shag we've been smoking. We should have seven. Yeah, one batch of that left. Yeah. No, we don't have any of the healing shag left. You found three. Yep. Viperia smoked one, I, and Uhtred smoked two. When did he smoke the second one? I While Viperia took... was doing the lesser restoration, yep. and I was doing the spider climb. That's why we took 20 minutes and not 10. So there's two smoke sessions. Right. So you have zero of those left. Yes. All right. Vipira will th- throw out the suggestion. Um, I know you guys weren't fans of it before, but uh, we do have those bedrooms over there, and we can fort our- uh, fortify ourselves in one of them at the very least. If we fortify ourselves into one of the rooms, yes, we may get woken up once or twice, but at the very least, we can have a, a full night rest. If we go outside, we may lose everything that we just uh, went through. On the plus side, at least, if even if that does happen, at least now we have, we've done some scouting. We know the layout a bit. We know we, you know, apparently didn't need to go into any of those scrivening rooms. All right, I guess we can backtrack and just, <laughs> you know, just go sit outside at the front door and talk to the former boss, see how her, her day's going, maybe what her favorite color is. She could potentially also have healing. She might have healing. Well, she didn't seem all that interested in being helpful, but I don't know. I'm not the biggest fan of backing out and coming back, but it seems like we may have to. How much, uh, I guess the Elias would get his lay of hands back and the bead back? Because you don't regain, you don't regain that much for just resting, right? right? It's like just your hit die? Yeah. Alright, well, I mean, Uhtred's would, if everyone wants to, like, hold up in a room, Uhtred will do that. If everyone wants to keep pushing forward, Uhtred's, Uhtred's not the type that's going to sit here and be like, <laughs> guys, we need to, like, stop because I'm dragging us down and hold up in a room. Right. So, alright, let's, uh, let's move on. Vipira's like... is going to peek his head into this door, and, uh, I'm not going to fully commit to going, you know charging into the next room but at least maybe if I peek my head through this door and there's a monster there we get the fuck out if I peek my head in this door and there's healing potions maybe we continue <laughs> there's gotta be something here like there surely you know I mean it's right next to the room that had the spiders inside of it like that escaped through that door yeah I mean we don't know if it's a big room here or if it's gonna connect to that so a decision was made. Let's live with it, and Uhtred can die from it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Thalas opens the door, and this square room contains nooks at varying heights in the west wall, each containing a candle with an eerie green-hued flame. 
Several thin mats cover the floor near the nooks. A narrow archway in the north wall leads into a garden, while doors stand in the east and south walls. The east wall being where you're coming from. The garden might have herbs in it. But that spider thing did go into that room to the south. I'm not a fan of leaving enemies with a way to get behind us. Viper is growing impatient at this point, uh, so Viper starts heading north. I'm backing up Vipera. It seems like we've somehow haphazardly made a plan of going forward, so let's do it. All for one and one for all. That's our new slogan. I just made it up. So as uh, Vipera and Uhtred approach uh, the archway in the north side of the room, that brings you uh, closer to the uh, west wall that has these green-flamed candles and uh, as you as you approach like the northernmost one, the candle uh, you hear an audible, <gasps> and the flame goes out, and then you look north, and you see uh, a garden with many fruit trees that are swathed in spider webs. A gravel path meanders from the southern end of the garden to uh, the north, and it is uh, it's a little hard to see beyond the uh, the trees and the shrubbery. What do you guys do? I enter the room and I uh, take a five foot step off to the left to allow other people through. I suppose I climb down from I. the ceiling and take up the rear. As Viper and Thalias uh, step away from the uh, snuffed out candle, you hear <sighs> and the green candle comes back to life and uh Rogiar I would like a knowledge religion check from you knowledge religion that's a net 20 for a 21 you gain one clarity point ooh very nice and then you uh in following Vipera and Thalias uh you approach the candle and it (gasps) goes out again as you guys leave that room you hear (sighs) <sighs> and if uh, Uhtred looks behind him, uh, we'll see that the the candle has relit. And now I would like a knowledge religion check. Uh, 15. You can also gain one clarity point. I have so much clarity. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Vipira opens up the door to her left, just to kind of peeksy. This long room contains supplies such as shovels, rakes, and spare bricks and mortar. I take a closer look into the rooms, like, see if any of that supplies is, like, you know... The kind of supplies we need. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the, other, uh, the other thing that she's going to suggest, I mean, this is also a closed-off space as well. If we, I mean, if we want to backtrack to the idea of taking a rest, this might be the place. As you're speaking and, like, looking back at... Thalias, uh, over your shoulder inside the supply closet, you hear. Uh, you hear some, so, some, someone or something quietly sobbing. So I played enough Left for Dead to close that door <laughs> and to not. You don't want to fight a witch? No. Uh, but she is going to do a perception check anyway. 21. You can see that in the uh, the far wall. Uh, you see several bundles of what look like old hay seem to be quivering. And that seems to be where the sobbing coming is coming from. Hey, you, in the hay. God damn it, Alex. I know this. Uh, <laughs> there is no dialogue uh, exchanged with your hey you just more sobbing Viper is very weary uh, she's not like this is not an out of game thing this is very much also like in games everything in here has been trying to kill them and this could equally be like a trap so yep. like she's going to be like she should be more than 50% sure that it's a trap yeah uh, if you don't come out of that hay right now, 
I have no qualms about leaving you here. <laughs> I slammed the door shut. That room's unviable. <laughs> unviable? Tom, you're the best. What, what was in there? I don't know, but more than likely, it was a trap. How can you be sure? Do you want to do it yourself? <laughs> he is the range character. What was making the noise? Something that was crying or pretending to. I gave it warnings. It didn't want to communicate in any way, shape, or form. So you just heard something crying upset in that room and you're just not even gonna check on it? Thelias is so impossibly conflicted. Like, there's someone crying, presumably for help, but we can't even help ourselves. And we're on a mission that we are struggling through and we don't know where to go. <laughs> this is like, this is so brutal. And now Viper is, uh, go, go, go ahead, Viper. I'm just, my head uh, is fucking spinning, dude. Uh, yeah. Uh, I, no, 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 no. I completely get you, Joe. Uh, th yeah, this is definitely coming off as very harsh. Uh, but Viper seems like a, like a pro at this, like, you know, shutting things out. It, if you want to check yourself, Rogar, be my guest. I'm not going to stop you, but understand something. That is a very tight, cramped space that was not communicating back to me in any way, shape, or form that made me think that it was going to be safe. So if you wish to go in there, that's going to be on you. Yeah, I want to open the door and, and investigate it, yeah. All right. You open the door and you immediately hear. <laughs> it's coming from the far wall on the south side. You see some bales of hay quivering as if like in the in the in the throes of sorrow. Um I wanna use my you know, my air control to brush the hay away and see what's over there. So Rogyar starts to uh use his his aerokinesis to uh just kind of at a range explore through these bales of hay and uh you start to like just take a little bit of hay off here a little bit of hay off there and <laughs> and uh after a few moments of of shedding the hay off of these bales they explode and the area is just covered in this rotting fungus Rogiar, I need you to give me a knowledge nature check. Sounds like Viper had it right from the start. Uh, that's a 16. Rogiar, you gain one clarity point. Ah, all the clarity. What do you got now? Three? Yeah. Yeah, welcome to the Trey Club. <laughs> and, uh, the sobbing stops. So is this room now, like, actually covered in spores, or is that another one of these weird, like, haunting illusion things that we've been seeing? And it's, like, not actually there. I mean, it, it looks like the room is just a mess with, like, rotted fungus on the floor and, and the walls, but, I mean, there's no more crying, there's no more movement. All right, so, yeah, Rogar will kind of, like, turn back to the group, close the door, and just be like, well, the crying stopped at least, but I think is right. We don't, we, we probably don't want to use that room. <laughs> so, uh, uh, onward. Okay, onward indeed. You said that there's webbing on these, uh... Uh, on these uh, trees and stuff. Yes. If like a webbing comes up, like I would look at Rogar like favor. Oh yeah, if there's any webbing like blocking the path or anything, I'll blow that shit right away. Oh, okay. Uh, no, n none of the webbing is impeding your movement. It's just kind of all up in the like the branches of the trees. Well, that's foreboding. So yeah, you uh, as you as you walk up this path, you see that it kind of serpentines and meanders its way up this garden and the spider webs are kind of like jumping from like the tree branches on one tree to the tree branches on another tree it's just like this netting over your head and I assume there's like there's no ceiling here this is just open to the sky uh, it's unclear how tall this room is you look up from you look up at the spider webs and you're like trying to look past them and uh it's it's very like discombobulating. It all almost got like a sense of vertigo, trying to like see like where the ceiling is or if like like try to like pierce the webs and 
look and and look and see the like the sky overhead. You can't tell. Okay, then I guess onward. Carefully, Thalias walks the path. Okay, everybody following Thalias. Yep. Yeah. I'm freaking better, babe. I'm at the rear, <laughs> right behind him. <laughs> right. So you uh, you're walking up this uh, winding path, and uh, you get to a a wide clearing surrounded by high hedges and containing a moving sculpture of bronze plates that resembles pages from a book. The plates twirl slowly around a thick central rod. Four wooden benches surround the sculpture. A few tattered spiderwebs hang from the pergolas to the north and south and completely enshroud a human-sized shape reclining on one of the benches. I use my aerokinesis to try and clean the spiderwebs off of that whatever is sitting on the bench I'm gonna do some detecting evil just in case um, it's not really working out with your aerokinesis it's as if this creature is uh, like entwined in webbing great I'm not reaching down to pull it apart there might be a clarity yeah. point in it for you yeah I can't risk uh, that <laughs> I mean I take out my rapier poke it yeah uh I try to slash through the the webbings. Okay. Like everybody to give me perception checks. Oh, that was a mistake. <laughs> and you see why I didn't do it. Uh Rogier got a fifteen. Uchri got, got a five. Uchri got an eight. Vipira okay. got a fourteen. Vipira starts moving across the clearing and she's like like swiping at webbing as she goes and uh she nicks one line of webbing that was uh, maybe acting closer to a trip line, and you hear a series of heavy clunks coming from the statue, and the bronze plates fly off the central rod with lethal force at oh. Thalias, Vipera, and Rogyar. Oh my god, everything's lethal! And we'll see you next week. Oh, no. <laughs> no. Alex, no. See ya. Alex. Oh.